0: Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode! Hey Jordan, I heard you have some good news for us.
1: I do have some good news, Jeannie. We uh, have our, this is our second podcast for 2024 and we have a sponsor this year and it's Ridgewood AM Rotary. wanna thank Ridgewood AM Rotary for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, For those who are not familiar with the club, Ridgewood AM Rotary meets on Thursdays at 7.30 at the Ridgewood YMCA and also on Zoom. In a meeting that includes camaraderie, speakers on local and philanthropic issues and opportunities for volunteership throughout the community. Ridgewood AM Rotary is part of Rotary International, a global organization that helps local and philanthropic efforts worldwide. Ridgewood AM Rotary also awards scholarships to students at the local schools and offer donations to students looking to fund constructive community efforts. The group is currently looking to engage with potential members who want to help the community at large, local charities, and volunteer efforts to improve the place we call home. For those looking for new ways to engage in community efforts and meet a fun and influential group, please visit RidgewoodAMRotary.org to learn more. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the group it is pumped to, uh, to be involved with the podcast. I think, uh, I think that's super exciting
0: it is super exciting and you know what else i love is that they uh, provide scholarships for deserving college bound students and Guess what? Today, we're going to talk to some more people who are on that same mission to do so. And I can't even tell you, I'm so excited uh, because today we're going to talk about all things Jamboree. And you know what? While I was researching for this episode, I found a Facebook post from 2019, and I think it'll help people understand uh, all the fuss about Jamboree. I'm going to read the post to you. It said, I lived in Ridgewood for eight years before I learned about the magic of Jamboree. I thought it was only for high school parents. Finally, someone told me that everyone is invited to see the show. It's only RHS parents who participate in the presentation. So seven years ago, my kids and I made our way to Benjamin Franklin Middle School on a cold February night to cheer on our friends and I've been a fan ever since. If you have not taken the opportunity to support this crazy, beautiful production, get your tickets now. I promise you, you will not regret it. The nicest, funniest, and bravest people in the village give their hearts and souls to this incredible Jamboree thing year after year. Some of your neighbors on stage are true showmen. Their talent will blow your mind. Others of us just show up and have fun but all of us will make you laugh and will make you glad you live in a place like Ridgewood. Be prepared to be in awe. The set design and stage crew have created masterpieces. The wardrobe and music team polished us up to look and sound great. And the fundraising that every person in the production accomplished will astonish you. Lots of deserving Ridgewood High School college-bound seniors will benefit greatly from these efforts. Get your tickets today and support this fantastic organization. So while that kind of sums up Jamboree, we wanted to dig in a little deeper. So we have two of the 2020 24 producers here, along with one of the most famous cast members. It's a privilege to introduce all of you to Andrea Lenners, Karen Fritz, and David Langett. Hey, you guys. Thanks for being here. Hi. Hey, hey thanks for having, for having us. us. Thanks for inviting us. Well, before we begin, I also want to recognize the two other producers. They are the incredible Heather Sculptor and Michael Grassano. And we hope to interview them after the production and learn about how much money you guys raised this year. And then also hear the inside scoop about some of the cast parties. Because as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> the cast parties are, one of the greatest things about participating in Jamboree. So anyway, Andrea, we're going to start with you. Um, Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you have such a big, huge passion for Jamboree.
2: Um, So I've been in Ridgewood since 2008. I am actually originally from Massachusetts, just outside of the Boston area. Um, Ended up moving here. My husband and I had jobs in the city, Fell in love with the New Jersey side, made our way to Ridgewood, and it's been home ever since. And we're so happy and thrilled to be here. We have two daughters. One has actually been through Ridgewood High School. And my other is currently a sophomore. So I have A couple more years left in Jamboree. And honestly, I joined Jamboree. I had no idea what it was. I had heard some of my friends with older kids sort of chatting about it. And I was like, oh, it sounds like a cult. Like These people are <laughs> like really into Jamboree. Um, But I realized, you know, once the kids get out of that elementary school age, like the middle school, you have less and less contact with the other parents. And I felt like, you know, the friend group started to, you know, not disintegrate, but definitely got much smaller. Um, I was looking for something that maybe flexed different muscles than I had used previously. I have zero theater background. David and Karen will tell you I cannot sing. (laughs) I do not have a dance background. Um, So Jamboree was really a way to meet people and to get out of my comfort zone. And I ended up doing light my first year because I kind of chickened out into doing the whole thing. And at the end of it, uh, I turned around and I was like, I really wish I was in more stuff. Like, I really wish I had done more. The people are fantastic. You know, Like you had said in the introduction when you were reading that um, posting, it really is incredible. Like the people behind the scenes that maybe you don't see on stage, the um, costumers, the choreographers, the set design. You know, the set and stage crew. Like all of these people are so incredible. The music, um, and they they make us all look so fantastic. And so there's people like David who have talent, <laughs> and it it's a natural flex. Selling yourself
3: short, Andrea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I learned well from choreography but that's about it. Um but yeah it really is has been such a, an incredible experience and I'm I'm so thrilled to be in it and this is my first year as a producer so.
0: Well congratulations on that because that is a very very big job. And for those of you who don't know the producers start working the minute the <laughs> production is over. So the 2003 producers said congratulations 2024 producers here's all the information you need now go with it. And so you have really been working on this for a whole year, isn't that right, Karen?
4: That is right, yeah, we've been working since um, the day of the set strike of the 2023 show.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself, Karen.
4: Okay, so I um, grew up in the area, I grew up in Wyckoff um, and I moved uh, with my husband to Ridgewood in 2002. Um, So we've been here for quite a while. Uh, We have two daughters that currently attend the high school and, you know, I've been fortunate to kind of stay in this area. I have a large extended family in the area and um, I work for a company that has a presence in the area. So um, I feel very fortunate to have been able to kind of stay, um, you know, in this area in Bergen County and near my family.
0: Okay. So that's great. And David, you, I believe you and Kristen Plumley are two very famous cast members of jamboree and um i think i think there's some pretty talented and notable choreographers and uh backstage people too but tell us a little bit more about your background david
3: um well i grew up in new jersey as well i grew up in a middletown in monmouth county i went to rowan for my undergraduate school and then once i left rowan i went to indiana university and studied uh, for my master's in music once i left new jersey i was uh I never really came back for about 30 years. Um, My dad and my brother still live here, but I traveled and lived all throughout North America. Uh, I was singing in uh, North America, Central America. I moved to America, I moved to Europe. I lived in Germany for a number of years and sang in German and Dutch opera houses. Um, Came back here uh, and sang mostly in regional uh, opera houses, some of the, and also some of the larger companies like Houston Grand Opera, New York City Opera. Yeah, so I um, it's my my background is all in opera. We didn't. We came back to Ridgewood in 2011 uh, when my kids were three years old. Um, their mom got a job at the Metropolitan Opera as a stage manager. So we were looking around the area to stay somewhere close to the city so she could get to work. And we landed in Ridgewood and moved into next door to John Denoy, who's a long standing Jamboree cast member and, and creator. And John is the one who first mentioned Jamboree, said, if you have some time in between your, your schedule, come see us in Jamboree. And so I, I was hooked. The first year I went and I watched the show and I thought this, this harkens back to what my parents did when I was a kid. They were involved in Parent Teachers Association shows. Uh, where they would get up on stage and sing with the teachers and perform, and it was a great way to um, to meet people, other people in the community. And so I I took to it immediately, and I and it set my goals on it. I had to wait till my kids were old enough, obviously. But I, there was one thing I always put on the calendar, and I had it set for last year. But once my kids are old enough, I'm going to make some space for jamboree. If I have to cancel a gig to do it, I want to do it. I'd also had met Kristen Plumley back in the day, you know, 15 years ago we had done. We worked together a couple of times. Uh, I think the first time was in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. And she had mentioned moving to Ridgewood. And she talked a little bit about Jamboree. She wasn't involved with it uh, then as well. But uh, that's what first caught my ear about Ridgewood. So it was a few years later I came. First year I was eligible. I, I knew Kelly Bucksbaum from tri- my days of Tra- as a Travelle parent. And I mentioned to Kelly, I said, I'm ready. Whatever you want to do, I got the calendar cleared. I want to be part of you. J- Jamboree. this is i can't believe the amount of money they raise for the scholarships it's an incredible sum each year and the talent which i didn't realize really going into it is top drawer and it's not just the professional the people who work professionally out in the, in the field it's some of the people who have maybe not performed for a while maybe performed in high school college or something or just look at it as a hobby i was floored in the first couple of rehearsals it's like one good singer after another one good dancer after. and just reading back through the annals of performers here it's there's a lot, a lot of talent that live in the Ridgewood area. Um, so yeah, I'm really uh excited to be a part of this program. It's uh, it's a lot of fun and I really enjoy the people I get to meet.
0: You know, and like Andrea said, sometimes people's talents are uncovered. Maybe you didn't even know that you had those talents and all of a sudden you get up on stage and and people are just a natural. Um, It sounds like you're one of those people. Andrea, give us a little bit of the background. How many years has Jamboree been part of the fabric of the village of Ridgewood? So since
2: 1947, making this the 78th year. So quite a tradition. (laughs) I think we're just a little bit younger than Dad's Night, uh, but we're about the same age. So yeah, it's really been a, um, a touchstone in the community, I think, for a lot of people for a long time. And it's great at the end of the show, I'm sure, you know, people get up that have been in Jamboree and saying, thank you, Ridgewood with us. And it's such a delight to see how many people stand up and the different like age groups you know, that come to see the show that still love what we do. So
0: I definitely love that. It is a show for everyone in the family, from the youngest to the oldest people in the family and everybody gets something out of it. But gosh, I didn't know that dad's night was older than Jamboree. That's really interesting. Um, So every year, for those of you who are listening, there is a theme. And so this year, Karen, why don't you tell us what the theme is this year?
4: So our theme this year is smooth sailing. So we are, taking our audience on a cruise um, and some of the scenes will take place on the cruise ship. Um, Things that you would normally experience on a cruise, whether it's the buffet or entertainment on the cruise. Uh, And then we'll also be stopping in some international ports on our cruise. So there will be a bit of an international flavor as well.
0: My God, that sounds so exciting. Who is in charge of writing the script?
4: So we have a script committee, which is headed by Tony Cambria, and uh, we have several cast members and castmates that are part of that script committee, Um, you know, all Jamboree volunteers. And so we give them the concept or, you know, we actually have a pitch night. uh, So, you know, we didn't come up with the theme ourselves necessarily, but we have a pitch night where um, the cast members can come and pitch ideas to us for different themes of the show. And uh, what we ended up with was a bit of a conglomeration of a couple different ideas, was how we landed on smooth sailing, uh, so we you know give that concept over to the script committee, and then they basically just take it and run with it, and uh, and have a lot of fun. And then once we get our scene sponsors in, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, but once we get those sponsors in, um, they will tailor you know some of the like commercials that we have in the show um, to you know be specific to those um, companies that are sponsoring us.
0: Those are my very favorite. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, I think, Karen, did you tell me that the ad sales are closing soon?
4: Um, they actually closed um, Saturday, the 27th. So okay. we've, been, yeah, we've been actively fundraising really since the fall, working with our uh, local merchants and some not local merchants as well to sell um, ad space in our ad journal. So we are in the process of getting all of those wonderful ads in and we close that out on uh, Saturday so that we can then go to production on our journal.
0: So, for those of you who are listening who have never been to a Jamboree performance, Andrea, why don't you tell us what the scene sponsors are?
2: Sure. Um,
0: so the scene sponsors
2: are among our highest level donations. um, and what they do is, you know, they very generously support our show. And in return for that level of sponsorship, we create a custom, 30 second to one minute scene that introduces the next number. And it's, it's like a little commercial, but it's fun. It has a little jamboree flavor. It has the flair. It, like Karen said, it's tied into the theme of the script. It's tied into the theme of the following act. It it really is a fun little creative way uh, to acknowledge the people that make this all happen and help us provide all the scholarship money that we do every single year. And uh, yeah, hopefully the audience finds it fun (laughs) because we have a, a blast putting it together and performing it on stage.
0: I have to say the scene sponsors are the most hilarious. I I mean, you guys, if you, you got to go see this show because you will be so amazed when you see how they have incorporated these local businesses into this show. And it is just a hoot. The other thing that I know there are very elaborate sets. I know that sometimes you bring in sets that look like the actual business of the scene sponsor that you are promoting. So tell us a little bit about that, Karen.
4: So we have an incredible set design team, which is led by Klaus Rademacher, and they too have been working since the fall, um, starting with you know concept sketches of what this uh, set might look like. It's absolutely phenomenal. I We haven't actually seen the full set yet. We'll see that next weekend, but I cannot wait to see it. They just have done a phenomenal job working outside in the cold constructing everything painting getting it ready to be set in place at bf um, and put together and just kind of put the finishing touches on it and it's really quite elaborate and better than you could imagine when you think about this type of production it really elevates it to the next level
0: oh my gosh and there are so many many people involved in this production how many people do you have in the actual cast this year
4: So we have 129 full cast members and we have another 50 alumni cast members.
0: Oh my gosh, those alumni. Wow, that's probably the biggest alumni cast you've ever had, I'm gonna think. That's a lot of people.
4: Yep, it certainly is. I think they also had a big alumni cast last year. This year might be on par or slightly larger, but we love the fact that the alumni come back year after year. Um, They have so much fun. It just kind of speaks to... You know, the Jamboree community and you know how tight-knit everybody is, but also accepting. And um, they're also a very integral part of our fundraising. So we love our alumni. Yeah, let's talk
0: about that for a minute. David, uh, as a cast member, I want to hear about the audition process. Uh, what was that like for you? Because you are a seasoned professional.
3: Um, well, this, I actually didn't have to audition for Jamboree, per se, because Kelly had seen me Kelly, who was a producer last year, had seen me perform around Ridgewood in in New York and heard me a number of times. And as had uh, Lisa Plass, who's our music director. So once they decide, uh, both last year and this year, once um, the producers settle on what the theme is going to be and what the storyline is going to be, both uh, Lisa and Kelly and and Karen and Andrea all approached me and said, all right, so if you have something of interest you think might fit this theme, we'd love to hear about it. And so I I didn't have to stand up and sing for anybody because, uh, well, everybody, I think this producer group heard me sing last in last year's show. Kelly, like I said, had heard me sing um, in professional opera productions and has at Lisa. So, you know, last year I did the Beauty and the Beast number, which fit the the Jambo Tales theme. And this year when I was excited to hear about the smooth sailing, because I've never done any Gilbert and Sullivan in my whole career. And I heard the smooth sailing theme, theme, and I immediately thought of the Pirates of Penzance. This is a nice little number called "I Am the Pirate King," and it's a, for a low voice. And so I set my sights on that. Lisa called me as soon as, as, soon as she found out what the theme was going to be, and said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "Pirates of Penzance. Um, I, I want to get this on its feet. I want to give it a shot. I think it might be able to. It will work in the framework of the, of the, uh, the theme that's been chosen." Uh, so fortunately, I never had to sing an audition here, unlike the rest of my career, which has just been. Audition after audition after audition after audition, but it starts. To use I just want to say, I just want to bump
0: in here for one second and say, you know, yes, we all know that you can sing, but can you dance?
3: Oh, well, now there's the big question. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Singing is my is my primary talent. Is about the best thing I can say about my dancing. I actually I went to some dance classes this summer with uh, with Holly and her crew over at Art in Motion because I was lobbying hard. To get into the Michael Sterling number, which I, I think Michael Sterling, uh, and not just Michael Sterling, the whole the whole group of choreographers with this show is just top drawer. But I particularly like the Michael Sterling number last year. So I thought I gotta, I'm gotta. i not going to get into Michael Sterling if I don't brush up on my uh, my dancing chops, as it were. So the best thing I could say about my dancing, like I said, is I'm a really good singer. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did you make uh, it into the Michael Sterling no, number? No, I
3: didn't quite, but I got two more years.
0: Okay. All right.
3: I'm going to, I'm going to study hard and get the steps right. Well, maybe
0: uh, if you go birding with Michael, he'll get you in there. You know, he's a, he's a very avid birder nowadays. So, and he's also (laughs) happens to be one of the most hilarious people I've ever met in my life. So those of you who don't know Michael Sterling, follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious. Um, I do know with the audition process, it's actually really fun. Which one of you producers wants to take that question um, and tell our listeners what the audition process is like?
2: So the audition process, we do try and keep it light. We know a lot of people have anxiety, honestly, about the audition process, especially if they're not, you know, they don't have any sort of theater background. They've never done anything like this before. But we do, we basically have them come in. Um, Holly, our director of choreography, comes in and um, teaches sort of like a hook step that she's already planned out for the show. So it's like a a general step that everyone's going to end up doing. Um, So she leads different groups of people uh, through and, you know, everyone sort of has a casting sheet. And I don't know if it's similar in like a professional casting opportunity, but, you know, they're basically rated, you know, how well do you dance in this number? And then we all break into groups and there's singing on stage. So it's mostly group singing, but if somebody is confident or wants to take a chance for a singing role, they can sing independently. The songs that um, Lisa Plass, our music director, has chosen for the audition process. And then Dana Feeney, our fabulous director this year, has everybody read a a scene sponsor from the previous year. So it's their chance to act on stage. And you can do it alone. You can do it with a group. There's a couple of different ones that they can pick from. So it's really, you know, every stage of the way is really your opportunity to let your personality show through so that the director and the dance director and the music director understand what your strengths are, where you're comfortable and where you can best fit into Jamboree. We don't cut anybody, like everybody's welcome. We try and make it a fun sort of lighthearted moment. Um, And I think a lot of people, especially this year, because we have such a big cast, Left feeling good, <laughs> they came back to us in the fall and still wanted to to be part of the show.
3: I have to ask, can I add one thing? I was at the auditions this year, and I was I was floored about just how good the newbies are, the new people coming in, a freshmen. It was it was one terrific singer after another, just going up there and saying, oh, "I want to sing. Oh, let me try a solo." Very brave, and you know, I'm like, "Wow, these people are really brave." But then they would step up, and they were just, they were, some of them were professional, professional level, and I'm just, I'm taken aback, it particularly this year's group of incoming freshmen as it were. So come out and see it because there's some really, really terrific singers that are gonna be uh strutting their stuff up there this year.
0: And with that, so we did mention that you are a professional opera singer. Kristen Plumley is also a professional opera singer. And you also have Sherma Andrews who is a professional uh singer as well. Uh Karen, tell us a little
4: bit more about Sherma. So Sherma is an international phenomenon and I, I- Cannot believe that we are lucky enough to have her in our show this year. She studied at Berkeley. Um, she's toured with many accomplished recording artists. Um, she's filled in for Whitney Houston. She's worked with Britney Spears, Donna Summer. She's performed for President Bill Clinton's foundation gala. I mean, I mean, when you the, her resume is just you know, endless. Um, And she uh, will be performing a song with us this year. And we are, like I said, just absolutely delighted to have her on stage with us. She
0: is unbelievable. She just takes down the whole house because we're just in awe with her talent. Uh, So again, listeners, please get your tickets, get to Jamboree. It's going to be an incredible performance, uh, an incredible production with all of these things that are going on. Um, I want to talk more about uh, the fundraising Raising efforts and really about the mission of Jamboree. So, Andrea and Karen, share a little bit about why we should care about attending this production, why we should care about donating to this production. Um, Give us some insight into that.
4: Sure. So, um, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, our main mission is to raise money for scholarships, and Jamboree provides need based scholarships for college bound Ridgewood High School seniors. And you may think that in a town like Ridgewood, there a need, you know, doesn't necessarily exist. That is entirely not true. There is certainly a need in this community as well as, you know, many others um, for you know help going to college. College costs are just going up and up and up every year. And, um, you know, it's pretty astronomical. It's very expensive to send kids to college these days. Um, So the mission of Jamboree is to provide scholarships to those students that want to, um, to go on to college.
0: That's the greatest thing about Jamboree. Uh, When I was in Jamboree, I heard a story that just blew me away. Um, So Right now, you guys are in the throes of it. You're kind of closing up the ad journal. Uh, same thing happened back then. We were all kind of in the t- cafeteria of BF. There were some stragglers left behind, and someone showed up with a one thousand dollar check. And he said, "Where do I give this to?" And they said, "Oh, you know, we can take it." And wow, that's a thousand dollars. And he said, "Yeah." He said, um, "I." received a Jamboree scholarship when I was a senior in high school at Ridgewood High School 40 years prior, and it came in. Isn't that so great?
4: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, the, the, Jamboree has actually handed out over $2 million in scholarships in the last 15 years. So it has become a massive fundraising engine within the town, and then really doing some great things.
0: Yes, and I I think that it's, it's helpful for people to note, once again, what you said is college costs are through the roof. And honestly, you don't think that students in Ridgewood, you know, we have this reputation of being such an affluent town, but being on scholarship committees for other organizations, when you read those applications and you find out just how dire the need is for some of these kids, it's astonishing. Um, The need is there. Definitely the need is there. And they have gotten such a stellar education through the Ridgewood public school system. So it is in our best interest to help those kids want to move on and do well in their career so then they can come back and serve in our community too so definitely for those of you who are listening please Think about like i said attending the show and donating to the show so i want to hear a little bit about that andrea where would people go if they wanted to learn more about jamboree well
2: rhsjamboree.org is our website um, and we've made it very convenient because right on the home page there's a button to donate now <laughs> where you can do a um, you know an online donation through a credit card and you can also immediately buy tickets tickets are on sale now for um, our thursday friday saturday shows february 8th 9th and 10th um we are actually selling at a pretty brisk pace we know it's going to pick up in the next two weeks before the actual show dates but um i don't know we're pleasantly surprised you know the people that are you know returning to jamboree and excited to see us come back this february so those are the two main ways now the third way If anyone is on Facebook, if anyone even is adjacent to a person in Jamboree, I'm sure you've heard about our 50-50 raffle, our $10 raffle tickets, um, you get a chance at the cash prize, which we award on Saturday. Last year's winner took home $27,000. So the 50-50 raffle is a big fundraising arm for us as well.
0: That 50-50 raffle that went to a very deserving winner last year. Let's hear a little bit more about that, please. So that
2: donation actually um went to colin feeney (laughs) um so he was the raffle winner for the show he is a current college student the son of dana feeney um and it certainly was very much um, appreciated and you know, went towards his college costs. So it was sort of like the perfect, perfect person to win because we're all we're all about raising money for scholarships. And then here he goes and wins the 50-50 raffle and is able to apply that money to his college costs. So,
0: right. And so for those of you who don't know, Dana Feeney um, has been a part of Jamboree for, I don't even know, probably five or six years and um, has directed uh, several productions And so the fact that her son bought the winning ticket was just magical.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're all very excited for her (laughs) on
0: stage too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering if you have a few questions that you want to ask our crowd here.
1: Well, I mean, for me, I I think one of the most interesting things, my parents, uh, and I grew up in Ridgewood, and my parents never really got too involved in Jamboree, even though my sister was very involved in the arts. My in-laws, the exact opposite. They were super involved um and it was one of the biggest things you know i think they looked forward to doing all the practices every night they were going out the after party was a huge thing i remember and i guess i just wonder you know how can parents not miss this great opportunity to get involved with jamboree obviously we're talking about the donation the event that you have but i think just bigger picture some of the listeners who we have were growing up in the town and are going to you know phase out of dad nights and phase into Jamboree, how do they make sure that, you know, they're, they're catching the right cues and they don't miss the opportunity and the joy I think it brings to the parents who get involved?
4: Well, the first thing I would say is to come out and see the show in February, to really get a sense of what we're doing. We pretty much have a presence throughout the year. Once the show wraps, the next year's producers will kind of pick up the reins, as we said earlier. And we typically have some social events in the springtime where people can come to learn more about Jamboree and what we do. So we have that in the spring. Usually we have a 4th of July float where we're kind of promoting the next year's theme of Jamboree. Um, we have another um, social event in the fall, which is similar to the one in the spring, where we're just kind of getting the word out ab- about Jamboree. Um, we are always putting things out in e-news so that people kind of know when um, events are, such as our casting calls. So we really try to stay, you know, present and you know on the the radar throughout the year, not just you know during our show season.
1: And is the best place for everyone if they're looking to get information. It's rhsjamboree.org.
4: Yes, and they can also follow us on social media, RHS Jamboree on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Awesome. Are you guys posting uh, little tidbits of uh, of the set design and some of the cast costumes and or is it all uh, is that too much spoiler alert? Oh,
3: no, no, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's you know all <laughs> the all the performers are trading stuff back and forth at, on a daily basis.
0: But the That's set awesome. designs and the costumes Let's talk about that for one second. We t- we touched a little bit on Klaus and his expertise as an architect, building the set designs and the costumes. All of that has to be top secret because you don't want to see any of that until until the, the curtain comes up and and you can see it. So I do want to talk a little bit about the backstage heroes that are really you know, the ones that blow the wind into the sails of this smooth sailing production. No pun intended there. No pun intended. Let me say that. Um, So let's talk about some of the costume, the
4: costumers and backstage heroes. So we have an amazing costume team led by Lisa Callahan and Deborah Vernaldi. Lisa um, is a former jamboree performer. So she's performed in the show. She, I believe, attended Ridgewood High School. I think her father was in Jamboree. She um, has been involved for a very long time in different capacities. Um, And the costume committee really knocks it out of the park each year. And they really make us all look great up there. The costume closet, which is in the basement of BF. The first time I went down there, I could not believe what I was seeing. This room just full of every kind of costume that you can imagine. There's, you know, something for everyone down there. Their vision of, you know, what, you know, like the the big picture vision of what we all look like on the stage in our costumes. They really do such a great job of taking that vision and um, executing it and really making the show look so amazing.
0: I just want to give a shout out to Deborah Rinaldi too, because she's been a part of Jamboree for a long time as well. And when I was first, my very first show, I was super scared, super intimidated. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And she saw that I was sort of lost and and didn't know what I was doing. And she literally, I'm not joking. She literally took my hand and said, come with me, let's go down to the, the costume closet. We're gonna find you everything that you need. So you couldn't have a better person uh doing the costumes for Jamboree. And um, I also want to touch on some of your choreographers. I know, David, you mentioned um, some of the people and you talked about uh, Art of Motion. First of all, Art of Motion is a huge sponsor of Jamboree. And for years and years and years, people have been going to the studio and kind of supplementing their rehearsal time at Art of Motion. Uh, The lead choreographer is Holly, and uh, she has an extraordinary background. Which one of you would like to take on? telling about Holly's background.
2: I think you need another hour <laughs> to go over <laughs> Holly's full background. Um, she is one of, I think, collectively our most favorite people. Um, as our dance director, um, she not only comes with a vision for the show once we decide on the theme, but she has this amazing group of choreographers, including Holly, this year we have a total of 16 different choreographers assisting with the show, um, helping us with our dance routines, making us all look fantastic on stage. And yes, like you said, we consider Holly one of the most interesting people in the world, because anything that you mention about Pop culture, a song that you like, even if it was from like 30 years ago, oh, I promoted that record or I sang with that band or I toured with them or, you know, she she's has a connection in almost every single way to the pulse of pop culture. And we love her for it. She's hysterical. She's friendly. She's approachable. She makes everybody feel great um and, and we just love her like I don't even know it we was a picture sorry to her,
3: interrupt so. Andrea but there was a picture popped up just this morning on Facebook yes <laughs> of her standing next to Lionel Richie yes side by side and I'm like oh my god it's, it's she's the queen
4: yeah yep and there's
0: nobody better I, than her
2: I've been in Jamboree for five years and one of the things that I love the most is at least once a year towards the show dates she'll toss out like A classic picture of Holly. Like we've gotten to see her showgirl pictures from the sixties. Like there's always like that one hit that she emails us that I just I just die over. But you know such a delight to see. what she's she's
0: she's incredible. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about Lisa Plas as well, um, your music director, Uh, Karen. What can you tell us about Lisa?
4: So Lisa also is wonderful, and you know again we are so lucky to have her as a part of the show. She is the owner of From the Top Music Studio in Midland Park. So. She really is so professional and, you know, speaking personally, you know, I um, am not a professional singer like David. Uh, I sang, you know, in choir in high school, you know, so I had a little bit of like singing background, but she has made me feel so much more comfortable to be able to get up and sing um, and just feel like, you know, I, you know, know what I'm doing. and I I belong there. Um, But she um, really just kind of paces the show and, Um, you know she and Holly together like choose the music for the show so it really shapes the whole show you know what she's doing and you know getting all of the singers together working with us making sure we all sound good and um, also like I said giving us the confidence to kind of go out there and do our thing.
3: Can I say one thing about Lisa? Um, There's a sense of calmness about her and respect and I mean I've worked with some of the best conductors in the world and I walk into a room with Lisa and she is at least on a par if not a step above it it just relaxing everybody in the room and such a professionalism and exquisite musical talent that exudes from her that you, everybody just trusts her and she makes us all feel no matter what our background is makes us all feel welcome and offering some sort of contribution to the show that's well-respected she calms me in every rehearsal if i'm getting feeling angst about anything. I just looked down into the pit and there she was smiling and she's just, just conducting and doing her thing. and just saying, we're going to be fine. You know, just keep your eye on me and we're going to be all right. And I feel it in every rehearsal and every performance with her. She's, uh, she's extraordinary.
0: That's a beautiful thing to say. You know what? So I want to touch on that a little bit, Karen and Andrea talking about your backgrounds. Now, David, with this very extensive musical background that's saying all these wonderful things about Lisa um, and that she's able to bring out the best in him, a professional. I want our audience to know what your backgrounds are because I want them to understand that you don't have to have an artistic background to be part of Jamboree. Andrea, what is your uh, career background? My career is in beauty PR.
2: (laughs) There's absolutely, um, you know, no dance other than you know quitting after I think second grade (laughs) so kind of sad I didn't continue with my dancing after that um I have the first recital pictures and that's it um but I didn't do theater I'm not a singer um I was a lacrosse player track runner you know I was definitely more of like the sporty mindset growing up in high school um but you know, I love music, I love dance, I love the arts. It's just, it wasn't anything that I felt I had a particular talent for, so I didn't pursue it in that same direction. Um, but Jamboree just gives you a chance to explore that part of you. And especially I think as you get older, you get a little less worried about what people think of you and you don't care anymore. And it's about having fun and rediscovering movement and rediscovering what you love and what makes you joyous. And that's what Jamboree does for me.
4: Karen, what is your background? So professionally, I work for a communications company and I um, am responsible for capital operations planning. So really nothing creative whatsoever. And then from a performance perspective, I really I have no theater background. Like I said, I sang in choir in high school. So I really always had a latent desire to perform on stage, but never really had an opportunity or really felt you know, confident enough to give it a try. So when I had heard about Jamboree, I was very intrigued by it And the more people that I spoke to that were involved with it, I really got a sense of what a tight-knit and wonderful community it is. And so, you know, similar to what David said before, you know, I always told myself when my kids are old enough... I'm going to do Jamboree. I didn't even necessarily know exactly what it was. <laughs> I knew there was a show involved. Um, I hadn't actually seen the show, but I just had it in my head. I'm going to do Jamboree when my kids are in high school. And so when my older daughter became a freshman, I said, all right, I guess it's I guess it's time. I'm doing it. And I just kind of jumped in. I really didn't know anybody um, when I went to my audition. And I walked in and so, you know, somebody saw that I was alone and she came up and introduced herself to me and introduced me to the people that she was with. And from that moment on, I just felt like, okay, you know, this is where I is meant, this is what meant to be. And I'm supposed to be here. And it's been so much fun. And it really has brought so much joy to my life.
0: I love that. And it's so true. Um, so those of you who are listening, whether you have a marketing background or a finance background, uh, you just just know that you don't have to have any experience in the arts to be part of this. And I think that Jamboree, to me, it sort of encompasses the best of everything. It is a certainly a personal growth exercise. I don't think Anyone that has participated in Jamboree would argue with that. It definitely helps us jump out of our comfort zone and find new parts of who we are and experience new things. That's the important thing, especially when our kids are starting to leave the nest. It's important for us to have something else to to uh, work toward. And also, I think the most important thing is the community involvement. I, Like you said, you've met some of the best friends that you've had ever in your life through this experience, because I think that we are all, those of us who've been participating in it, and those of us who have gone up on stage, you know, we're vulnerable. It is such a vulnerable thing to do. And to know that everybody is in the same boat, and we are all supporting one another, letting ourselves out there is just, it's a remarkable experience. It's just, it's unlike anything that I've ever experienced. And I think then the icing on the cake then is knowing that, you know, putting all of this work in personally is really, truly helping out deserving students that are ready for college, that are ready to take on the new stage of their life too. It's a remarkable organization. Again, it's all done by volunteers and the producers, especially you and Michael and Heather, um, Andrea and Karen, Um, you know, the work that you have put in for the last 12 months is remarkable and very, very much appreciated. So I want to say thank you again for all of that. And I also want to just remind our listeners to go to rhsjamboree.org, buy your tickets and go every night. It's going to be on February 8th, 9th and 10th. So that's Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Go every night because I'm going to tell you, if you go every, you're going to see something new every night and you're gonna have more fun. I have to say, um, Thursday, everybody's still just trying to get their jitters out. Friday, people get up on stage, they have a lot of fun, but then Saturday, everybody just lets it go and it is the most remarkable performance. So it's fun to watch the different iterations of each performance, so again, go get your tickets. So Andrea, can you tell us how much are the tickets? That's one thing that we didn't touch on.
2: Sure. Um, uh, $30 and $25. And there are discounts for senior citizens and students. So um, we feel like it's a bargain. You know, you go to see the latest superhero movie at the movie theater. It's almost the exact same amount of money. So at least now you're getting a live performance. It's about two hours with the intermission and we're a lot more fun. So
0: (laughs) And it's going for a good cause. And yes. also for those of you who don't know, there are lots of snacks. So you can go get yeah. some <laughs> snacks there too. So anyway, you guys, thank you so much for giving us your time. We really appreciate it. And I am telling y'all break a leg. Can't wait to hear how much money you raised for these deserving RHS students. And you know, again, can't say it enough. Thanks, thanks, thanks.
3: Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you.